And now, it's time for Steamy Potential. A podcast about great ideas for terrible TV shows. It's your hosts, Nick and Daniel. Welcome to Professional Friends. Yes, welcome to another episode of Professional Friends where we discuss great ideas for great television series and also what those pilots might look like. You're with your professional friends, Nick Conway and Dan Manang. See, I give. I give yeah. and I give and I give. Yeah, yeah. I'm never really sure. Um, I'm never really sure, like, when you're going to come in or not with, like, yeah, no, names no one is. <laughs> no, I think uh, each I'm a lingerer. Luckily, uh, luckily, we, we, can, um, we can trim that silence with the power of editing. Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening to this and it sounds super brisk and sharp, that's just because we're really good at editing and really bad <laughs> at having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, we are very, uh, very slow at thinking, talking. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're. I th- I think we're pretty good at th- at talking. I just think our brains move at half <laughs> half time, swung yeah, yeah, yeah. like a kind of two four march time. Yeah. Like I right now, agree. for example. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that yes, is true. <laughs> um, I mean, all, like, all, this, all this will go on the cutting room floor. If if I hear any of this, <laughs> I am walking, baby. <laughs> this well, you is need a to fire away. You to need to replace it with valuable content. <laughs> Well, if you're going to replace with valuable content, just find someone else's podcast yeah. and uh, just shove a bit of that in at the start. Splice. Splice, and Splice dice. a bit of that. Well, what have you been watching in the world of television? Tell me about me? your television week. I've, I've been watching uh, The Expanse. Mm, sci-fi. Have you heard about this? Do you know about this? Yeah, sci-fi. Have you seen any Expanse before? No. No, great. <laughs> but you just guessed that it was sci-fi because Correct. it's called The Expanse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it was recommended to me by two separate people. Wow. The people weren't the so same much. person. And yes, and also they weren't like, we weren't in the same conversation. It was yeah, separate Yeah, one wasn't just like copying the other. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> like, like oh, overhearing The Expanse. You should watch that. And like, oh, The Expanse, it's great. Yeah, you should watch that. Yeah, it was okay. like separate. It was... It was like weeks apart. And I'm like, mm. all right, two recommendations, wow. independent of Double each blind. Other. That's enough. Okay. Uh, anyway, so it's it, it's good. It's um it's apparently each season gets better and better, which is uh, rare these days. I feel like yeah. it used to be the opposite. I feel like the first season of TV shows were often like the bad season. Like when I mean, you think about like the first season of Seinfeld, everyone's like, yeah, that was like... Not so good, and then they kind of worked it out. It was a pile of shit, let's be honest. Yeah, it was a big old pile of crap, and mm-hmm. uh, and it was like, oh, I can't believe they got renewed. Whereas, and then they hit their stride, you know, they get that second chance. Where these days, yeah. I feel like TV shows come out just swinging, and it's great. You, like, and how then, much of that do you think is just how well oiled the machine must be these days? Like, if you've got like a hundred million dollars, you've probably like tested every piece of this every cog has been like audience focus grouped and so when it comes out it's like well we did the math this works like if you don't like this then there's something neurologically wrong with you because we've done like (laughs) mri scans of people (laughs) watching it and it fulfills all the endorphin channels and so on like this is correct it's a correct tv show like it's definitely got to be a whole bunch of that and yeah I guess, yeah, and, and 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 maybe it's something to do with with production value and and money and, and and the amount of people behind a team. I feel like there's just so many more people behind a TV show. Mm. You know, we we hit this we hit this point where like TV shows kind of caught up to movies. You know, like mm. I feel like TV shows were kind of like low budget stuff yeah. compared to movies. Whereas these days, like you get s- these TV shows that are basically cinematic. You know, I kind of think of it around the like kind of Breaking Bad time when that kind of first reared its head was kind of like, mm. you know, there's True Detective. There's just a whole bunch of television shows that had movie stars in them. And also mm. just, it was like kind of real big budget, beautiful looking cinematic material. Yeah. 
I wonder how much of that Maybe. was like the streaming um, business model. Like now, now you could you could binge, for example. So it meant like you could appreciate an entire show. Like you didn't. There was no danger of people just like tuning out halfway through the season because they forgot the show was on Wednesday nights or whatever. Remember, like yeah. tuning in <laughs> yeah, on a yeah, day exactly. of the week. <laughs> like, and and I think that's probably why like some. Because you had to tune in so sporadically. I wonder if if that kind of is why, like, most of these streaming services, whenever I see, like, notifications like, oh, we're looking for this, we're looking for this, mm. it's always, like, serial. It's never, like, like episodic. It's never, like, mm. just story of the week. It's always, like, we want a long storyline, you know, because people will binge watch it. And I guess they want them a reason to watch the next one. Whereas yeah. I guess when it was episodic, it's like, oh, I missed this week because I was busy at 8.30 on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't know what's yeah. happening on this television show anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because I don't know how uh, a VHS recorder works. Because <laughs> I don't think they do work. I Yeah, that that's lost technology to me. It, it is lost technology. And do you remember, like TiVo, I feel like TiVo was never really in Australia. Yeah, I that's a like shame. That by, the, that. by the time it kind of like hit Australia, they were kind of already shifting onto the next thing. So we just kind yeah. of skipped that. Kinda so like what, <laughs> like, what if TV shows get bigger and bigger budget and movies are maybe dead? Maybe not. I don't know. I, I It's been a while since I went to a cinema. Well, I mean, and, and do you think it's... And maybe we're, we're going off too side track, but do you think it's got something to do with, I guess, television and cinema? It's it's pretty new, really, in the grand scheme of, of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. In the grand scheme of the world, it's very new. But, like, in the grand scheme of, like, uh, yeah, entertainment and technology, like, you know, books been around forever and ever. But, yeah, like, television, I guess, kind of, you know, I mean, everyone got TVs in their houses, what, in, like, the 50s. And then color television kind of came, what, like, 60s. Yeah. Um, I think you're you kind know, of, and even on, then, it was on the money with those numbers. There. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with those vague. Uh, that sounds decades. about right. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, like I, I feel like then color tele, like it was still was like a luxury item. Whereas these days, I remember when I was a kid, like everyone had a television in their room, yeah. and there was also a television in the like main room. And like uh, you know, I grew up at a college, and like every person had a TV in their particular room. Like you know, it's just. And and then these days we have television like on our phones, on our laptops, yeah. on our actual TVs, on our tablets. Mm-hmm. So like the technology is getting easier and better. And so maybe just because it's more affordable than ever, maybe that's why now TV shows, you know, now these big companies that make TV shows and films, they can just afford to spend the resources mm-hmm. on TV shows that they would only save for film. I don't know. That's total guess. I'm just... No, no. Keep, like keep going. Said, as... As take, with, take me to the end. Take me to the logical with, end. Where does it end? Everything <laughs> yeah. that we talk about here, we have yeah. done no research. <laughs> no, 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 no. But we love to uh, speculate. You might call mm. us a couple of little speculums, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Speculum buddies. Speculum buddies. <laughs> Two young whippersnappers with... Professional friends, subtitle, Speculum buddies. Uh, the show, yeah. once again, is pivoting. <laughs> Temporary pivot. <laughs> Title, slowly moving toward professional friends. <laughs> Subtitle, Speculum <laughs> Brothers. Is that what you said or buddies? Uh, I said buddies. Brothers. <sighs> well, then it sounds like, you know, uh, like Johnson and Sons, Speculums and Odds and Ends, Haberdashery. You know, it sounds like a family-run mom and pop like speculum sh- store. <laughs> Cherie's scrapbooking and unique gifts. Yeah, Cherie's s- scrapbooking and speculum, <laughs> speculum accessories, related <laughs> gifts. Uh, yeah, right. We're, we're, s- out. we're yeah, we're suitably sidetracked now. Shall we jump to episode idea number one? Yes, please. Yes, please, Daddy. Is it me? Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. Okay. Dong! I'm already excited. (laughs) Tan Dong is a living saint. He's been serving the same delectable Malaysian and Thai food, even though he's Vietnamese, at his corner shop for the last three years. In spite of constant harassment from a few bad eggs in the neighborhood, 
He works every day with a huge smile and a spring in his step. He's an, inno- an innovator and an entrepreneur, and his family love him for it. Dong tells the exhausting and hectic behind the scenes that happens in a typical Southeast Asian corner shop from the perspective of a completely unfazed miracle worker. Um, so it's about Dong, Tan Dong, who mm-hmm. runs who runs his corner shop. Can I run you through the first episode? Yep, 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 yep. We open episode one on a flyer telling people not to eat at Rice Paddy Wok and Noodle Food Corner, the name of Dong's joint. Apparently, his food is packed with MSG, says this xenophobic pamphlet. Tan Dong smiles to himself as he reads it. He knows there's no way they could have detected MSG in his food, since he designed a chemically invisible version himself to evade the authorities. He decides he needs to go on a PR campaign once and for all to spread the good word of Dong, the restaurant. He hires the widest guy he can find and lines up a series of charming television ads with the guy meeting his family, eating his food, and even losing some weight. The episode ends with a cliffhanger as Dong finds out from the police that he's gone and hired a Jared. Yep, a kid porn spokesman. How are you going to solve this one, Dong? <laughs> okay, okay, a couple of questions. Shoot, one well, at a time, please. Of for, for uh, the most important one. Yeah. Uh, the title, is it Dong? Exclamation mark? Yeah. Yes. Good. <laughs> Let me just copy in this description so you can see it so clearly yourself. Okay, please. Okay, question asked and answered. Um, just okay, <laughs> two. I mean, it, I love the danger. I love the danger. So is is this is this like is this what is the storyline here? Is it just a <laughs> series of <laughs> what do you what do you ask issues? Okay, is it just a, a series of of issues that arise, like spot fires that he puts out in his way to... Okay, yeah, good question. Like, 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 so like, I, okay, I think it's... Example. So he's, he's gone and hired a Jared. Yeah. And now So I think it's Jared... like a semi-serial show. So it's kind of like there are mm-hmm. o- there's an overarching problem. So probably this is like the first half of the season or something. Is him like putting out this massive PR disaster where yeah. <laughs> within like a few days of him hiring this guy, he just, poor luck, he gets busted. As being a Jared, um, aka a fast food kid porn spokesman. Um, just to be, just to really reiterate that point. <laughs> um, so, th- so okay, Thanks. yeah. As in your language, then the rest, sort of like episode to episode, I think he's just putting out small fires. Meanwhile, there is a constant blaze happening in the background, um, vis-a-vis this Jared character and, and yeah. the ensuing kind of criminal and public relations investigation yeah fabulous like i think it, it's it's very fun is and and it, so it's it's basically kind of like a sitcom is that the the vibe i'm getting right like yeah and i think he's like really really he's brilliant like i think he should be like just the most lovable character but also like i kind of want him to always be like three steps ahead of everyone else and feel like maybe he's got like he knows where the season of the show is going, kind of thing. Like great, he's just, great, great, yeah, yeah. And everyone loves him, except you know he's kind of a little bit in a battle with like the local neighborhood, who are maybe a little bit racist and so on. Yeah, I, I think I think that's nice. I, th- I like the idea that he is just so good at solving problems. So yeah. like it's a Jared and Jar- and Dong's like that's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would love like he he turns on the TV at the end of the episode and sees this damning news report about this guy and there's like heaps of footage of him like dong and his restaurant and he just like leans back and just smiles and nods (laughs) it's like yes it's all coming together yeah yeah like like he knew (laughs) yeah he knew somehow this is for the police (laughs) (laughs) somehow this is part of a plan (laughs) what could that plan be i don't know but i haven't written the show (laughs) Not yet, but the premise is tantalizing, and this dong, this dong is very intriguing. It's mm. very, yeah, I've I've got good vibes, and like I mean, he's like he's genetically engineered his his own MSG. Yeah, that is <laughs> so. Like he's like, well, we need MSG. Yeah, uh, MSG is good. You just don't want to find it. Like you just don't want to have it show up anywhere. Which and apparently, and just a side note. Apparently MSG is totally fine. Like it's Hey, you're preaching the choir. I love yeah. I love MSG. I'm big I'm big MSG. It's big all blown MSG out of proportion. 
yeah, this, oh, it's, this yeah, s- yeah. sinophobia. People, people <laughs> crapping on about MSG, but then they're still eating like Maccas. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right? I mean, lame. essentially, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like maybe it might give you a headache. I think oh, that the science salty. is out on that, but it definitely it's not bad for you. Give me a fuck, God, give me God a break. Damn it, God, God fucking damn it. Okay, um, so now and so we got we got Dong here. Mm. Bless uh, you. We got, thank you. Uh, we got we got Dong here, uh, mm-hmm. and who who else do we have in 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 his life other than is it like is is Jared this Jared character is he going to be recurring is he going to be sure. <laughs> I don't know, like, especially <laughs> <laughs> like is, the idea is, that he shows up as this just heinous character in the first couple episodes. Then you get to know him, and he becomes the best friend. <laughs> he just like, like I just, I just don't think you can have. No, uh, I think you toss him so, out. I think can, can can I make a tweak if I could? Yeah, and yeah, I tweak away. Just, just like that's why we do this. Be, yeah, yeah, because like I think that. You've got some legs here, but I, I think you're not going to get around the the fact that he's a Jared, and I guess he's a child pornographer. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna that's gonna get you. That's gonna shut this thing down. Why not make it something just a little more like doable? Like maybe he just fucks animals. Mm. You know, now, to be super clear, like what, when you suggest this tweak, are you suggesting it to the when I take this pitch into the television executives room? Or are you suggesting it that I remove it <laughs> from the podcast itself? <laughs> which le- which level of of censorship are you suggesting? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, you haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, hey, I my moral compass is straight as an arrow. I know what's right and what's mm-hmm. wrong, and so does Dong. It's so rigid. does Dong. I think this whole thing is probably very fraught with. <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> I think the it's like we like, hit a stride with episode seven, and it's like great, it's going somewhere. Then we come to episode eight of this podcast. And yeah, we meet get Jared twelve minutes <laughs> in, and, and they are out of here, baby. <laughs> um, I I think uh, I mm. think make him bang animals instead because that is something that we can all laugh about. Feels like a cop out in a world where jet. Okay, here's my... I think you can dance around it. I think you can dance around it much more subtly than I have done in this pitch, for example, where you could just... I think you could just say he's a Jared and you never say what that means exactly. You just kind of use our, you know, our cultural vocabulary. What what are you checking out? Just in this pitch. Yeah. You didn't say it. You just said you just hired a Jared, didn't you? Did you... Were you explicit about what that means? Yeah. You were explicit. Can you read it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I see it. (laughs) You wrote a kid porn spokesman. (laughs) Yeah, to be fair, I wrote, yep, colon, (laughs) a a kid porn spokesman. Yeah, yeah. Just to like... uh, You keep the language cash. I mean, I could almost have just put it in parentheses, like, we know what, we know what Jared means. I don't, I don't even have to spell it out. Nor does the show Don have to spell it out. Well, I, okay, so you think... Keep that in there. Yeah. The one tweak for the entire podcast that you've suggested so far, I firmly reject. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to walk over this tweak. Uh, well, then I can't, I can't stop you then. You can't. You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm walking, you know I the material. <laughs> <laughs> but feel free to change the name of the restaurant. I'm not like married to that. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's the name? Pa- Rise Paddy Walk and Noodle Food Corner. Good, okay. good title. Happy with that. that. Why? Happy with that? You don't like the Jared thing? Just impossible to please. I, I <laughs> look fine. I, yeah. You know, don't take my advice. You go to that pitch room, <laughs> <laughs> head held high. Um, well, I mean, do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not married to to his particular um, sexual. Deviation. <laughs> Deviation. <laughs> but uh, I think maybe the take-home message is, as you say, puts out, puts out small files. For example, yeah, the MSG thing. Um, you know, some some um, you know neighboring restaurant pops up. He's got to take him down, or, or like encourages neighboring restaurants to like he's trying to save basically the entire neighborhood. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, he's battling some kind of 
overarching sort of season by season arc. Right. So this this Jared thing is like the big the big thing. I think it should be bubbling behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great, great. Um, the, yeah, other people. I don't know. Maybe his. I think his family should be like equally intriguing. I think they should stand on their own, right? Okay, okay, okay. Um, so we got a sitcom episode about Dong. He's a miracle worker who runs a fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he's like just a genius and he's fixing stuff, spot fires and bubbling over this all is that he's gone and done and hired a Jared. Mm-hmm. Whatever that Whatever. means. Whatever that means. Uh, and he's got to like, he's like fixing that problem. But somehow this, this, that is like tied into his master plan. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wary of relying on this trope, um, but I am glad we're developing some tropes in this podcast this trope i'm thinking of is man with a plan where basically we just say there's a plan (laughs) 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 i think it's come up at least two or three times where it's just like you know there'd be a complicated brilliant series of twists and some character the next episode (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) it's like wow this wait all this first episode this pilot ties into his plan that's brilliant uh, it costs zero to write that that sentence. It's all in his plan because you don't have to think it through. But um, I'm a big fan of that is my point. And I think we should do it every show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but like if you were, I don't know, but like I think you got a premise, you got mm-hmm. a pilot. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to do too much work. No, no, no. Unless you're getting paid. That's already a lot right? of work. Yeah, it's already a lot of work that you've put in here for free. There's like two paragraphs Bending. in here that didn't just happen. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had to sit down. And like pour a bunch of tea and watch a bunch of Netflix and then quickly <laughs> bang out this pile of shit <laughs> seconds before the podcast recording happened. And that didn't just happen. No, I mean, it just happened just now. Oh, it oh, just happened. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. Yeah, but it didn't only happen. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is yeah, that it didn't right? only happen. More stuff happened. More stuff this. happened around it. Yeah, but I mean, like that's the thing. Like, I, I mean, like I said, no knowledge, but I have been told by someone when I mm-hmm. when I've gone to like pitch a television show, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, and they're like, oh, like don't don't write like a whole bunch of episode ideas, blah 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 blah, because mm. a lot of like television networks they want to have their people then kind of mold and comb and you know, like you said, like they have the experts come in and kind of take it for yeah. a ride. Yeah, the um, the body eggheads get in with their formulas like for example i could definitely see them changing maybe the restaurant name in this pitch yeah uh, maybe getting rid of the, the jared probably the rest is fine it with, uh, probably the rest is gonna with fly a, with some kind of animal thing i guess um who's what to say? who's to do well maybe he eats people like cannibals cannibals also very like fun to laugh yeah about. it shouldn't be anything that was in the first season funny. of rake maybe I think we have both a cannibal and a dog sex man in that. In that I first mean, season. if you live your life according to what Rake <laughs> did in that first what season, other... <laughs> if Rake if Rake jumped off a cliff, would you then not want to do that either? <laughs> because he did it in the because first he's already season. done it in the first season. <laughs> See, a fabulous first season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, who, what about actors? You got any, any any actors in mind for this for this bad boy? Um, I. Did not have an actor, but... Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Quickly, moving on. (laughs) Maybe me? (laughs) (laughs) Written, produced, (laughs) starred? I think you would do a great job at being... Tan Dong. Dong. Yeah. Tan Dong. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm glad you suggested it. Thank you. Great. This thing is getting made. Uh, Any... uh, but, uh, so so, and then it, is that that's the end of first season? Where's it going after that? Um, franchise. Great. Yeah. Maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's pretty easy. Yeah. I new city uproots the family. Oh, it's a new mm. place. We, but we've lived here forever. Okay, we got to get yeah. to know all these new people and all their Jareds in the yeah, second we're season. Find a bunch of Jareds. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. <laughs> What's Dong going to have to deal with in the second season? Well, welcome back to season two of Dong, where he moves in to a new restaurant, and next door there's a whole mansion of Jared's, that he, uh, his neighbours. <laughs> How's he going to put up with them? 
mansion. <laughs> a fraternity of Jareds. <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe Dungus becomes a hunter of man. The world. Yeah, maybe. Is. Maybe his thing is that he catches Jareds and oh shit, cooks yeah. Them. <laughs> He's like an amateur uh, pedophile hunter. Yeah, he's a pedophile hunter. People get around that. They really people do. People love people seeing, like, taken down bad guys. And then he, like, chops them up and feeds them Shit. to the public. <laughs> Too far? Uh, no, that sounds about right. I mean, we really have to we make s- these some pretty unlikable pedophiles. But we'll get there. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean it's going to be pretty easy. <laughs> it's a pretty <laughs> easy job. <laughs> I'm always rooting for the underdog. That's that's the problem. Um, okay, great. Uh, how many seasons are you going to give this? I think it's a. Uh, it's probably two. I think it's probably like a. Nah, it's one, isn't it? <laughs> 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 I think it's a kind of cult following yeah, it's one episode. One episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a highly rewatchable one and a half episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a thing that gets cancelled and then crowdfunded. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What 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 would you give it? Yeah, yeah I'd give it um give it I, a one. Look, look, if you I'd I'd give it way more if you <laughs> I, I, I will uh, walk, Nick. I will yeah, walk. Okay. <laughs> then, then then no, I give it great. I give it a good a very hot season. A very okay, hot great. season. Great. Spicy. Um great. Okay. Should we take a, a one minute break? Just walk it off? Yeah, should we just go take a word from our sponsor? Hey there, listener. Do you have a cool business idea and you're looking to try and get it in front of customers? Well, why not try and sponsor it on this podcast? We've got no sponsors, which isn't a good indicator of reach, but we'll literally sponsor your thing for free. So get in touch with us today, right now. Steamy Potential Podcast. Find us on Instagram. YouTube can have an ad filled with random crap. Uh, welcome back to Professional Friends, where we discuss great ideas for great television shows and whether or not they would definitely get made. Mm-hmm. I hope you didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I hope you didn't. <laughs> I hope you came back. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, episode eight. So we're ready for our second pilot. What do you got for us, Nick Conway? All right. This is called... Now, my preface this, you know, we were just talking about TV shows where we were like, and then a big idea happened. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of that. Bit of that this. going. Yeah, yeah, I expect it. I'm going to point it out now so that no one else is like, this is just what they're talking about. All right. I'd be worried uh, if they were This is, yeah. Uh, it's called ostracision, which is a mix between ostracized and circumcision. Perfect. Ostracision. It's been 12 months since the incident. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And still, no one in his small country town will look Brian Sputz in the eye. No one. Not the checkout guy at the supermarket, the petrol station attendant or gas station for our massive US following. Mm-hmm. He goes to the restaurant, but no one likes to serve him. And he has to sit at a special table out of view of the rest of the patrons. He works in IT at the local school, and no one can fire him due to unfair dismissal laws. But no one likes to talk to him. Brian Sputz has been ostracized from his community. But what happened 12 months ago, or a year for a simple folk? Mm-hmm. This TV show takes place in two timelines. Present day, and six months before the event. Our audience watched in suspect, and in suspense, over what horrible thing he did, or was accused of doing, that caused him to become so hated. Caught between two worlds, following a man entirely ostracized, and six months before the event, where he was the most popular man in town. Mm. We watch how Brian fell, and also how Brian will once again rise. <laughs> how did Brian fall? Was he caught jerking off to a picture of his family at a reunion? <laughs> what the fuck? Was it animal stuff? There's a dark episode of this podcast. Yeah. Maybe he had sex with the family dog. <clears throat> Rake. Or more socially acceptable, just straight up murdered someone. Yeah, kind of is, huh? Uh, you'll have to find out in Ostracision. So we've got Brian Spots, a man who's been ostracized from this community, and we get to follow the story of uh, how that happened and 
how he was kind of, I think how it was like a series of events yet to be written mm-hmm. that were not like, that were clearly not his fault. Like it's been totally mistaken. It's like a lineup of just terrible, terrible things. Like he, they got the local fair and they asked Brian to fill in for this costume. Yeah. But then like the costume gets shrunk in the wash because his mother's staying and she switches off like the cold water on the washing machine. Yeah. And then he like goes there and, but then that week he's also been like asked to like look after like kind of three like old demented relatives. And uh, it's also the same weekend that he's meant to be making toffee apples and like he gets covered in like the sticky (laughs) apples and then his old demented relatives get caught to his shrunk outfit. I don't know, like a whole bunch of like stuff. A mighty farce. Yeah. A mighty farce. And then people like think that, yeah, he's, you know, maybe he's beaten old people. Yeah. I don't know. And then no one will talk to him. It's whatever is despicable. And like he just lives in this. But then he also like lives in this community. And we also, on the flip side, get to see how he just kind of goes about his life totally mm. alone and yet completely surrounded by people. That's and pretty how he bleak. pulls himself out of this kind of slump to like devise a plan to go deep into the mystery of what happened to finally mm. redeem, explain, get back on top. Okay. So I want to unpeel this delectable farce. Um, firstly, just the, the elephant in the room. The, the, the title is a, a portmanteau of ostracized and circumcision. Yes. Is, is it your legal opinion that circumcision has anything to do with it so far? Or, or was like, is that part of the the twist or the farce? Or is it just that you, it was a fun, <laughs> fun word and then you forgot to put circumcision back into the plot? Take me through. Take uh, me there. <laughs> uh, it is it is the, the, the latter. I was like, it's got to have something to do with like, well, like circumcising, like removing mm-hmm. the like the, the foreskin of the penis. Yep, I know it. And discarding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought that something something could come along to do with that, but then I was unable <laughs> to to work out what that could be. Yeah, but kind of like me with the Jared, you will walk if this name gets changed, right? I mean, I kind of thought that like at first he was going to be a plastic surgeon. Ah, yeah. No, that's good. And that he was, um, yeah, he was going to be a plastic surgeon and. Something I don't know. I thought something yeah. in that arena mistaken circumcision home. or something. Um, um, I mean, I kind of, I kind of like leaving it. Fixes foreskin to someone, I, but like then I was just like, just the the that whatever I kept thinking of, like he could have done, mm-hmm. never seemed quite bad enough yeah. to like totally have him ostracized from his community. Like none of that is so awkward that no one wants to look at him in the eye anymore. Like that's. It's got to be something truly, truly embarrassing and awkward. And That's not an easy thing to invent, is it? And I feel like we've tried this in several of our shows. That we've, In fact, almost exclusively our shows. If for, for context, Nick and I and others will occasionally have in the past produced musical comedies. And now that I think back on it, typically the format is huge build-up. To a final magnificent incident uh, with like so much expectation that this incident is going to either like embarrass the people or impress the people or whatever. But that's hard. That's hard to invent an incident that it lives up to the hype, I guess. W- whether uh, it's awkwardness it- or, you know, you know, shamefulness or whatever the, the outcome is, it's, it's hard to, to nail it and not also go too far, right? Like he can't. He can't do a bad, bad thing. He can only just do a right. regular bad thing. Yeah. And it, yeah, it has to be bad, but yeah, it can't be like... Can't be too yeah, bad. There's, there's can't be a, like a war crime. No. There's, 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 a, there's the eye of the needle to thread here mm. in, in this particular... And when it comes to our musical comedies, I think a lot of that also came down to zero budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like We'd be like, we're going to have like, like a most magnificent funeral was one... 
one musical, West Side mm-hmm. Monkey, but a magnificent funeral that we're heading towards where there's tigers and pool boys that are bare-chested that you pour milk on and all sorts. But we can't afford a tiger. <laughs> But we can. <laughs> but we can find. <laughs> we can find a disused tiger plushie, a plushie. and write that reverse engineer it into the show. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing, the, the thing about plushie tigers, they tell you, is it's not so much that they don't look exactly like a tiger, <laughs> but it's mainly that they are often a great deal smaller than yeah. an actual tiger, if not the size of a medium dog at their very biggest, yeah. which is not impressive, especially when they're standing next to a man who is bigger than it. <laughs> and if you went ahead and got yourself a trash tiger, you also have to deal with <laughs> bits of honey and old coffee grounds smeared all over it and maybe kind of like some dead rat shit. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you just kind of toss it on stage because it can't come on by itself. And like, no. I don't know if you've seen a plushy tiger, but often they're like kind of in the like seated position or the lying <laughs> position. Yeah. So it's not even like, it's like, ah, here's a tiger kind of having a bit of a nap. <laughs> it's not active, no. And, um, uh, an 80th of the size. And, if, <laughs> and if everyone in the cast and crew is on stage... Doing a thing, you also kind of have anyone kind of puppeteering it around. So you kind of end up just like kicking it from side to side of the stage and hoping that this looks like a tiger. (laughs) I believe we tied a rope to the tiger and would drag it from left to right. But occasionally, due to the fact that the tiger had no weight to it because it was filled with air and honey and a bit of fluff. The thing would like flip around and kind of roll upside down on stage. And the underside of the tiger looked the least like the tiger because it was flat (laughs) for it to like (laughs) kind of a square bottom. Um, So what's the takeaway there? Given a budget, maybe it's... Okay, fine. We can set up an incredible incident, right? Given the budget. That's fine. But finding the tone of that incident is still going to be tricky. Yeah. I, th- I think that rides a lot on building the character. Um, you know, like if you have like a whole season to really build what his character is and, and all the people like really get to know them and what their relationship is to him, then I think it's much easier, right? Then it, the awkwardness, the cringe factor can be yeah, achieved. Yeah, exactly. You can, yeah, once you, like if you open a TV show with something embarrassing happening and then he, then they have to pedal back, it means nothing if you're not invested in the community. Yeah. So that's why I think it's, important to like and also just to keep the audience coming along with you it's like okay you know Mm. something has happened in the present timeline you know something will happen therefore and and also just like like i feel like you just feel it with red herrings like constantly yeah is this the something yeah yeah yeah, something that is just like oh but he gets away with yeah um i guess the fun thing there is like again we're setting up a delicious temporal pincer where you are approaching that time period from behind, right? And I guess if if I was an avid fan, I'd be like trying to figure out, oh, like when did the show start? Oh, it started in like Christmas time or whatever. Oh, it's like November now in the previous timeline. Oh, is he coming up on it? Is he coming up? Like then season finale, turns out that's not the incident because like it's still a year before or something. Like you can do some little playing with time and and whatnot yeah, yeah that'd be you fun can really screw the audience really over. really nolan um really really drag it out if we need to <laughs> really, <laughs> really put off the moment where you have to think <laughs> of what the incident is two two days before that episode and the, the the network are like yeah we'll give you another season yeah then we bring out the ringer episode <laughs> dust <laughs> dust like, it off yeah like but it hasn't happened yet <laughs> But then, of course, you have the danger. It's like the lo- like it's. I feel like it's a little bit like um, how I met your mother, where mm. like once yeah. you've kind of wrung out this mystery for I don't know what was it like eight seasons, nine seasons, something, something ridiculous. Like yeah, um, like it was never. It was never. Everyone's like, oh yeah. It was never gonna like be all that. It was never like you've just built up for way too long. Yeah, it's also like. But to be fair, like the how I met your mother thing. 
what I- what is the twist? I mean, there there is no twist. Like, it's just he meets a person. Well, I mean, I don't want to make any spoilers. Not that I'm like a huge... I don't think I've committed myself to the show enough to spoil it. But I think the long and short is it's not anyone he knew before, right? So it's not a twist. Like, it's it's just a... It's a nothing. Whereas, like, here you're setting up that this has to be a, an interesting, twisty... Like, it has to be. Because if it's not anything significant, then it's just going to be a huge bummer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's why I think... You want to you want to let the bag out, you know. I don't I don't think you want to string this on for for too long. No, you know. Once again, I mean, I, I'm always much more a fan of of telling a good story and then finishing it rather than than dragging mm. out. If if it's going to be truly uh, serial and not episodic, yeah. Um, then yeah, I feel like you know you want to come to a conclusion mm-hmm. in time. I think it's this is going to be a really delicious character, like playing. I think it's going to need to be a pretty like. Um, have a good range right because he's gone from like he has to be just the most likable guy in the before times and a kind of it feels a bit dark like how he has to survive day to day without any human contact feels a little bit like the end of do you remember the the john ham black mirror episode yeah like that the final minute of that episode do you remember it maybe yeah, i won't I say it in, in case it, i mean that is a genuine someone... spoiler um but just yeah just how bleak it must be to not interact with the world around you. Is that a spoiler? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, no, and that's pretty vague. Okay. Um, I don't think that's the... The spoiler uh, would be... Let me... How do I put this abstractly? Um, it must be tough to have the government block out everyone you love by putting a, a filter over your eye mechanisms, you, as the old saying goes. <laughs> as the old saying goes. Yeah. It it would be pretty bleak to have friends and family kind of just really turn their back on you, mm. you know? So basically, you need someone who can be both likable, but then in a different light, be a little bit, maybe a little creepy, a little mm. gross, mm. but also... But relatable, Equally right? so extremely lovable. Yeah. And I Oof. think that man... Is? Is Sean Astin. Uh, say that again? Sean Aston. Sean Aston. Interesting. Samwise Ganji. Samwise. That's very intriguing. Where's he been all, all his life? He was on Stranger Things. No, yeah. And then he also did Fifty First Dates. <laughs> yeah, not in that order. Wait. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. He was the brother or whatever of um, of uh, of Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. <laughs> whatever. Uh, great. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Excellent. I think that's a good choice because I think he could be fairly hateable, but we know as Samwise that he's also very pathetic. Like yeah, you, like he's like you root yeah. for him. He can be like a lovable, fun guy, but then also like in the wrong light, you'd be like, he's kind of gross. Yeah, he's perfect. <laughs> he's perfect. Um, plus he got fucking jacked, totally rip yolked for. Fifty first dates, I think, if I recall oh, correctly. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he was mm. buff. He was bubbly, bubbly boo. He did a few Adam Sandler films, actually. Really? Yeah, take me there. Uh, Finish me off. He did click. Ah, he go two. He did two Sandlers. <laughs> he did a pair of Sandlers. A pair of Sandlers. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, great for him. He's um, 50. Sorry. Yeah, he just, doesn't look a... D- just have to say he's 50. <laughs> he doesn't look a day over 40, though. No. He was 48 when he played Samwise, the 12-year-old boy Samwise Ganji. <laughs> they're, they're not children. Oh, I've never been totally clear on how all that worked. <laughs> Did you think they were a bunch of kids? <laughs> I thought they were kids. Just a, a covenant of children living together. Yeah, uh, the elves are like, we must send. Yeah, these that's why children. I was like, <laughs> Gandalf, that's a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's not like the the twenties anymore. You can't send him into the mines. To <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Gandalf was just from gases. another era. <laughs> <laughs> you send a child in there. <laughs> well, he cleans my chimneys, so why can't he go to Mount Doom? <laughs> The most American Gandalf you ever heard. Um, <laughs> great. I, I think this is actually 
a fucking banger. But yeah, I think you're right. I think this is going to be one of like just a well-contained story of a man traveling forward in time, but also the prehistory, also interspliced episode by episode, heading towards headlong into the incident, an unnamed and horrific ostracizing catastrophe. That is a domino effect. It is a series of terrible things. Right. That have caused him. And I, I mean, yeah, we could chat about what we think that could be. Uh, obviously, like, but I think, like, incest stuff's pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty, like, ostracizing. War crimes, obviously, very ostracizing. Mm-hmm. Um, murder. I just don't think murder's, like... Murder's almost not enough, right? It's... Yeah, it's not enough. <laughs> it's like anyone can murder. It's also not like embarrassing, right? It's kind of got to nah. have a. It's got to have a twinge of yeah to be ostracized, but not because it, it can't be something that lands him in jail, right? This has right, to be something. Right. Like they can't fire him over it. Like you know, he's still at his work, and yeah, they can't fuck. It's a real sweet spot to him. straddle. I, and I think need like to be like all, all the little pieces, as you say, like building and building and building, just the tension. By, like building in this furnace of awkwardness until all, it all falls into place. Yeah, in the final episode. Yeah, it's hard to hard to boil it down to just a single terrible thing. It it is. It's. <sighs> I mean, in a roundabout way, it could just be just the most simple. Like, it's kind of a cop out though. Like, if if you build up this incident as just the most complicated worst thing ever, and, <laughs> and like. He ends up with a VR goggles, naked, legs akimbo, just <laughs> pleasuring himself. I was thinking, yeah, well, I don't, yeah, like he just, um, the news, like the weatherman is filming a, a bit live and he like falls out of his veranda or something naked and you, you see a moment of his dick and like that's, that's the big thing. That's enough. That's enough. Fuck, it's, it's hard because either way it's going to be a cop out. Yeah. You you would hire a team of writers that would handle these details. I don't oh, think someone to... much better than us, yeah. I, I don't think we need to worry about it right now. No, no, no. Although VR, don't do a VR. Like he finds himself. Mm. Yeah, I'm seeing. Uh, he ends up on stage at the like fair, naked, on his back, legs akimbo, mm-hmm. pinky in his bum hole. Just servicing himself for like ten <laughs> minutes in front of everyone, <laughs> and it's this VR set that's got like noise canceling headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no one can, no one can stop him. <laughs> yeah, and he's wandered into. There was like an illusionist gonna do a um, kind of Chris Angel uh, lock himself in a box, like a clear transparent I box thing. I am the mind freak. Mind <laughs> freak. And he accidentally wanders into that box, and it gets locked. So no one can like pull him off stage. They're like banging on the box. He can't hear, and he's just wrecking, wrecking himself, <laughs> wrecking himself in front of everyone. Mm. Yeah, maybe it's that. <laughs> Is that even enough? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and will Sean Astin do that <laughs> to his career? <laughs> More- <laughs> <laughs> Will a 50-year-old short ass <laughs> let us film that? You might know him as J.R.R. Tolkien's Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> but Jack. tonight, in his most daring feat, mine for <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, good. I give it um, max two seasons. Yeah, that sounds about right. But that's all you want. You go in and say, I want two seasons and I want no more. And if they only want one season? Perfect. I'll still do oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> you one upped them. I, jokes on you. I only wanted one. I had no plan <laughs> for the second. <laughs> I have nothing. Great. You just saved me a whole bunch of time. <laughs> um, shall we take a short break? Yeah. And then when we get back, we'll, we'll have pilot number three. Hey there, listeners. It's been over 23 minutes since I last talked to you, and still we've had no sponsors. I'm telling you, we'll do it for free so that we don't have to spend so much time coming up with these inane ideas for ads in the middle of the bits. So please, get in touch. Steamy Potential Podcast. Find us on Instagram. It's free. It's literally free. Just book it. It's free. 
Bring on episode uh, pilot, uh, television series number three for today's episode, please, Danny boy. Coming right up. Howland Island, a.k.a. Earhart versus Noonan. When Amelia Earhart crash lands her plane in the Pacific Ocean on July 2nd, 1937. We all know that. I don't have to say it, but it's just for my, my own kind of satisfaction. Her and her navigator Fred Noonan swim to the nearest landmass, Howland Island. Howland is 2.59 kilometers by 1.02 kilometers. You can run around it in 45 minutes. Earhart and Noonan set up shop with their supplies and try to make the best of the situation. They tell stories, they try some butt stuff, they play huge games of sand, noughts and crosses. Eventually they argue and divide the island in two. So begins ten seasons of Earhart versus Noonan. A bitter, never-ending war of mind games, illusion, gossip, violence, lust, betrayal and technological invention. The two forget their dreams of rescue and become hell-bent solely on the destruction of the other, including using passing-by ships and sailors as weapons and spies in their battle. Howland Island, a.k.a. Earhart versus Noonan. Love it. I love it. It's got a strong premise. Question. Pilot yeah. episode. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Do we do we kick off when we're in the heat of battle, and then do we later get like the origin story, or do mm. we? Are we? Or are we? We get the. Is the first episode them like crashing and and doing the butt stuff and doing the giant knots and crosses? Um, I mean, my instinct. My instinct was. I mean, call it pilot. Here she is. She's the pilot. Do the crash. But now that you say it, it could be kind of pretty courageous to have. <laughs> To have an episode that's like smack bang in the like four years in or something, and they are just filthy and they've been through some shit, and you don't know who they are, like because they never call each other by their names. Why should they? They like they know who they're called, and so you just see like twenty minutes. Or I'm actually imagining it kind of like short snippets, like maybe ten minute episodes or something, almost like sketch level. Um, right. Each one's just a distinct concept that a way of waging war on this tiny island it's kind of like a like a, a spy versus spy yeah television show like it's like short cut of the way one gets up on the other one yeah exactly great 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 um yeah so maybe yeah you maybe start halfway through and then like the pilot is you don't know who these people are you don't know like the significance of why we're watching them or like where do they fit into history or whatever and then you find out season like episode two it's amelia air <laughs> <laughs> the, f- <laughs> the fuck is she doing out here? Um, uh, with Fred Noonan. With Fred Noonan, everyone knows her famous navigator. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm learning something today. It's good to learn. Yeah, I would say this pilot was mostly written by Wikipedia. I <laughs> I chipped in. <laughs> <laughs> but I w- I would I wouldn't run this through a plagiarism detector for sure. Yeah, right. You put it in, turn it in, and you are you are getting a fail, my friend, and a yeah, stern yeah. word from. I'm gonna the, have to uh, put some serious wing, put university. some serious wingdings into this bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trick You're it. Have to put some inverted commas and <laughs> make them white. <laughs> yeah, some white colored commas. The fucking McMichael <laughs> speciality. <laughs> <laughs> Amount of quotes one massive. Two <laughs> thousand word quote <laughs> yeah and i cite it right at the end <laughs> yeah also in white <laughs> uh, yeah great 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 um, okay so yeah. so at some point we find out that this is like well at least one of history's most like famous and interesting people and what you don't realize is you've been watching this glorified and legendary pilot kind yeah. of in his most petty <laughs> mudslinging match. <laughs> yeah. With some Just. pretty dark sort of nefarious and violent stuff going on, I think. Oh, yeah. I think they need to, like, really do some truly appalling things to each yeah. other. Yeah. Like, really, like... <laughs> and I think that the tone, because maybe it's just 10-minute snippets or whatever... You could the tone can switch and just reset, right? Like like one ten minute thing, yeah, it might just be a really heinous like go for go for grabs last play that she makes, which involve like almost involves his death, and then the next episode is like she 
sets a quiz for him and like tricks him in the trivia quiz or whatever. Like the, I think the tone can just it can be a comedy one episode and just a basically a horror the next episode. Yeah, great, great. So one episode he gets tricked into like like yeah they like they hate each other but then like they still fight over incredibly petty things like a, like a married couple like yeah, I'm exactly. better at quizzes than you are. So, well, we'll find out then. Yeah, you exactly. Know, like, everything and then the next episode you know like he tricks her him into like eating his own like shit yeah and like that's correct he like like she seduces him and he ends up like tied to a tree (laughs) naked by seagulls exactly (laughs) and his death is imminent and then roll credits reset yeah (laughs) Kind, kind of a purgatory like maybe they died and this is just purgatory for them they're just right Sentenced to some horrible kind of limbo. Sisyphusian task. Um, And there's many times they could get rescued, but they are all too consumed. Or like they're just too busy like sabotaging each other that neither of them ever get to like the boat. (laughs) Because instead of just like easily working together, like I made this raft and it needs two people to like to operate it. But they're too busy sabotaging each other to actually get rescued. (laughs) You could imagine this being one of the like those shows that really frustrate people. Like, I, do do you remember deep in your stomach the feeling of the Simpsons episode Marge's fear of flying? Uh, it is not deep. It is at the forefront of my mind constantly. Okay, good. Just that feeling that they should leave. They should get on the plane and go on their fun adventure where the Simpsons family discovers a new culture and blah blah blah. And yet we're stuck in limbo. With Marge and her problems. Like, it's that. It's that every episode is them, like, almost about to be rescued. And then they blow it because they, like, forget that they want to be rescued. And they're having, like, too much fun destroying each other. Oh, sounds so frustrating. Did you not like that episode of The Simpsons? Because I love that episode. (laughs) Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No thanks to the plane. Many of us are still <laughs> alive. alive. Hey, it's got some... But that's the problem. It is a good... It's, it's got funny chunks, but just the feeling every time when they're about to fly. By every time, I don't know if it's more than once, but definitely when they're in the plane, I'm like, let's go. Let's go on an adventure. Just wanna, okay. I want to go on an adventure. More about you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it does. Maybe this is a little Rorschach <laughs> test. Uh, of of what we value in the world, you value Marge Simpson, the character Marge Simpson. I value going on a fun adventure with my Simpsons friends. Okay, I think I've done there. I present yeah. Howland <laughs> Island, aka Earhart versus Noonan. I don't know who plays yeah. who. Hillary Swank I think, I played think... uh, Earhart in the biopic of of Amelia Earhart. I think we should get her back. Let's get let's get Hillary Swank back. And yeah. who shall Noonan be? What's um Sean Ashton up to? I don't know. Swankin. Uh, Swankin, <laughs> maybe he can be the the bumbling, bumbling enemy of, of Earhart. I mean, is it always like? Is it always are people like tallying up? Is it pretty even who wins who, or is it kind of Earhart often gets the the edge on Noonan? Is Noonan the full full guy, or is it pretty like pretty even? I think it should be actually pretty even. Yeah, great, 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 great. great. I think I think Earhart just as often should fucking eat a shit and just just take take a dive. <laughs> really, I don't think we should glorify this, this this woman, this, so you know, this hero. Just, but you know, yeah. and, and this is a two character comedy. It's just two people in this television show. Like yeah. I really like that. I think that's great that it's just like the same two people, and they are just so elaborate, kind yeah. of digging tunnels and freaking convinced. Like yeah, you know, like I mean, you get real dark. Like she somehow feeds him his own like foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, like really, really, really rough. Yeah, really rough stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's a fun writing challenge to like invent enough juice between just two human beings mm. with yeah, nothing I but sand, fun. basically. And like a ten-minute episode's fun. Mm. You know, I think that's a, it's a nice bite. You know, it might be the kind of thing that ends up actually like more of like a, a web series. Than, yeah. But you know, there's there's a big market for that kind of stuff, so. That's, that's true. Not, that's not such a bad thing. So obviously not as glorious as as a streaming service, but I the mean, silver screen aren't streaming services on the internet? Aren't they all web series? Wow! Wow! You just so blew deep. it right up my mind. I cracked the case. 
correct. Uh, right. So you're gonna. I'm gonna give it. Uh, yeah. You know, I I think it's the kind of thing that could go for a very long time. I think it's the kind of thing that you could just bang out a hundred episodes in an yeah. afternoon. I think it's uh, a Veggie Tales. It's a real Veggie Tales. So I'm gonna give it a crisp, a Conway Infinity. Wow. Um. Yeah. I, Until maybe. Hillary Swank and Sean Astin get a better offer. <laughs> yeah. Until they come back for New Year's Eve 2. Um, remember that? New Year's Eve? Jesus. Yeah, that's so bad. Rough. That was like kind of like one of those like Love Actually style. Yeah, but with Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> they keep they kept trying to do like, there was like a Valentine's Day one they did. And like True. A, oh, yeah. They're so rubbish. That's a bad <laughs> idea. Stop doing that. Yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah, great. Fabulous. I think that's all we have time for today. Uh, but thanks for joining us uh, for this episode of Professional Friends. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, please uh, like our Instagram page, Professional Friends. Share and uh, uh, tell tell people about this podcast. We'd love mm. as much support as we can get to share this bad boy around. Yeah. Think of us like a training bra. Huh? Share around. No. What? Be be supportive. Oh. Wait, where the <laughs> training bra? Yeah, where the training bra. You know, because we're still training to be a, a bra. So you have to like, oh, support. Um, <clears throat> and, um, uh, oh, time to go. Better go. <laughs> Sorry, this door. Knock on my door. Bye. Bye.